What's going on and welcome into Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Ral Myers and what a weekend for your New Orleans Pelicans. They only played one game, but it was a big one. They defeat the Los Angeles Clippers 131 to 110 and they're moving on up the Western Conference standings after winning four in a row. They are in eighth, but not too far behind seventh. And also not too far behind sixth, Rel Myers. It's certainly uh, nice to see what they've been able to do over these last four games and uh, starting to gain some momentum heading into the final two weeks of the season. Yeah, I find it funny how we move more in the standings on our days off than we do on the days that we it's play. True. As long as we're moving and as long as we're moving up, you know, it, it helps out a lot. So, um, yeah, they could be gaining some some momentum right here. So this is a pretty important uh, stretch. Um, and it's good that they got off on um, on the right start to start this road trip out. Yeah, let's talk about that before we get into the rest of the road trip and kind of how the Western Conference looks as of this Monday, 131 to 110. Of course, all eyes on Trey Murphy and Brandon Ingram, both with 32 points. But Trey Murphy in particular, 10 threes. And even more impressive than that, Rel, was what about Trey Murphy's performance? He didn't dribble the ball at all. It was all catch and shoot threes. He even caught like a he caught a pass in the lane where he scored, but he didn't dribble. No dribbles. He even he, I think he picked up an assist or two as well. But yeah, catch it, shoot it, make it, buckets. <laughs> that's why he gets that's why he was drafted in the first round. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. But I mean, yeah. what a clutch performance by not only Trey, but Brandon. Um, mm-hmm. you had contributions from CJ McCollum. I mean, those three combined to go 16 of 23 from beyond the arc. So out of the 20, you shoot 61% from three. You shoot better from three than you do from two. (laughs) You shot 53% from the field, 62% from three. Mm -hmm. I mean, where has that been for this New Orleans Pelicans team? And what is it about the Clippers that um, the Pelicans seem to, I mean, I think we all rather be dominating the other LA team, but I'll take one of the two right now. Yeah, I won't be picky. You know, I felt like, the Clippers game could potentially be a big game for JV, which I think he had a, he had a solid game. Um, I just wasn't expecting, you know, the Trey Murphy breakout and I wasn't expecting, you know, BI to also have another 30 point game. I think uh, in the last four out of six games, BI's had 30 points and right now he's at three straight 30 point games. So um, yeah, whatever they lost in January and February, it looks like they finally found it in late March. So hopefully, um, you know, we, I had said, before that we might have peaked too early, but it looks like we're kind of, <laughs> we took some time off. We might be peaking again. Um, but yeah, they, they're, they're looking a lot better uh, and it's, it's very welcome. I was nervous about that Clippers game, but that was a fun game. Remember we were talking about the spread and it was four and a half in favor of the Clippers yeah. and it went up to five. And I was like, I'm taking the Pelicans. <laughs> this is easy money. No Paul George. <laughs> And they win by 21. So I appreciate yeah. Bet Online and everything they're doing, um, helping me out with the spread. Um, but Bet Online remains your number one source for all college basketball betting as well. The final four is upon us. You'll find the odds, bracket contest, team matchups, and game trends, updated odds for the final four and championship game. It's your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So, yes, um, thank you, Pelicans, for that easy money. I was kind of surprised it was a handful of points for the spread there, Rel, just because yeah. of the injury to Paul George. Pelicans riding a three-game winning streak. I know they 
been kind of streaky a little bit lately, but at the same time, I at least thought it was going to be a close game. Didn't expect a 21-point blowout, but I did think the Pelicans were going to compete and let it come down to the final possession or so. Yeah, I can't tell you. And I actually, I actually have a video I could probably send you. I was going to say, I can't tell you how excited we were when we got out to 8 nothing and and we caused them to call a timeout because we're always on the other end of that. Right. So once we got up 8 nothing, and they called a timeout, we're losing our minds. And I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, why are we so excited? But it's the little things, you know? It's like we never see them do this. So we were overly excited that they were able to come out swinging, guns a-blazing, finally. So keep that Spe- up in Portland. Don't, Spe- don't let them... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of coming out swinging, uh, talk about that watch party you all had and how it was looked oh, yeah. like it was a, a lot of fun. I'm sorry I missed it. Obviously, I'm not in the same state as you, but <laughs> to say that I was kind of I had yeah. a little FOMO on Saturday night. It, it kind of <laughs> had live streamed. It, it kind of <laughs> had some of that play in playoff vibes that uh, this team had last year. Absolutely. That was probably the best watch party we've had since the Clippers play in game last year in April. Um, and we've had, you know, we had a good turnout for the Brooklyn game earlier this season and Charlotte game and stuff, but no party has been that wild ever since almost a year ago. So that was, that was a, a welcome change. And um, we pretty, the boathouse was pretty much packed out and the patio was packed. It was kind of weird. The inside bar had like no one in it. Everyone was out back. <laughs> so uh, it was a really good time. Everyone was excited to see Aaron there and Gus and Jake Madison's there and, um, he plugged us on on his show a couple times, so that was really cool that he uh, he's showing support as always. But um, yeah, it it was awesome, and I think uh, I think Gus and Aaron are going to be back on Tuesday, so I might stay home and watch this game at home tonight. But tomorrow, we got to go and watch that Golden State game together. Well, as long as they keep winning, then Aaron and Gus have to come back uh, for <laughs> every single to. game. There, there's no after Tuesday, then they have to go back Thursday against Denver. Yeah. And look, even home games, they have to figure something out. Because if this is the way it's going to go with them being the good luck charm, they're the Pels 12 watch party, then <laughs> they're going to have to make some sacrifices in these final two weeks to make sure this Pelicans team gets in. But how crazy is it now, Rel, that, you know, a week ago, our conversations are not as joyful as they are right now. And we're talking about maybe even missing the play in yet alone. Now yeah. we're starting to get a little greedy and going, mm-hmm. let's go for six. I mean, the, the, if they keep going here and continue to take care of business, I know that the schedule does not get any easier, nah. um, but tonight is another opportunity for them. But they continue to playing the way they are. You know, you may not even have to worry about the play in, which would be a, a huge step uh, towards they, what, what they're trying to accomplish. And, and so much different than what this team was at uh, two weeks ago. Could you imagine if somehow we were able to pull pull things off to where we ended up in the sixth seed and now we end up playing against uh, Sacramento and they've got home court advantage and it's their first time in the playoffs in over a decade. I can't imagine how insane. You get Zion back. <laughs> I can't imagine how crazy that series would be. And earlier, I think um, a few weeks ago, I wasn't really interested in seeing Sacramento in the first round, but Things are different if you have Zion. So um, still don't know if we're going to see him. I think I think if things keep trending the way that they are and, you know, we look like we're going to have something to play for come play in time or whatever have you, I think we'll see him back. So I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed on that. <laughs> I think so, too. We talked about that last week when we talked about his yeah. injury and, and when he could come back. Again, if they feel like this team is not going to make it or kind of take a deep dive, which we hope they don't, then yeah, you probably won't see him back. But uh, I definitely, the way they're playing now, and I mean, they're in contention now, especially to try to get 
maybe a buy. I mean, they're one loss back of mm-hmm. fifth too. And with the Clippers, they play them again at home. Yeah. Um, in the next few weeks or next uh, on Saturday this on Saturday, Saturday, yeah, week mm-hmm. from uh, week from Saturday. So, I mean, again, you're you're talking about how things shifted so quickly over the weekend. You talked about how when they're not playing, they seem to be moving up even more. But you had some help. Thanks to the Charlotte Hornets. We joked about this last <laughs> week about, oh, great. Dallas has Charlotte twice. Might as well count that up at two wins. We didn't we didn't mean Dallas. We meant two wins for Charlotte. That's what we meant. <laughs> now, you probably misheard us when we were talking That's about this. <laughs> but we actually talked about we had so much faith in Charlotte, you know, especially looking at their bench against the Pelicans where there was no one on their bench. Everyone was her. We're like, yeah, yeah. Charlotte can beat the Mavericks. But the, the downward spiral for the Dallas Mavericks right now and now Lucas suspended tonight because he yep. gets his 16th technical foul. They are 36 and 39 the outside looking in. Two in the loss column back of the New Orleans Pelicans. They're on a five-game road trip that started with a loss in Charlotte ends in Atlanta. It's crazy how things turn out. The Minnesota comes up with a big win last night over Golden mm-hmm. State. You play Golden State tomorrow night in what could be another swing game. For the Pelicans, they already lead the series two to one. But again, those were a little different as they were both at home and they were both without the Golden State Warriors key pieces. So mm-hmm. um, but you can't look ahead tonight. Obviously, you have to take care of business against a Portland team that is now actively tanking uh, with most likely sitting out Damian Lillard. Yeah. But man, you're a half game out of seventh. You're a game out of sixth. You're a game and a half back of fifth. One in the loss column. Who knows what can happen now? It's amazing how things can change within a week. In the blink of an eye, you know? And in Portland, not only are they, you know, probably going to be without Damian Lillard, but also uh, Yusuf Nurkic has been day-to-day. Jeremy Grant missed the last game, and he's missed the last few, as well as Anthony Simon. So they're missing a lot of firepower over there. And just like I said, uh, when we were going in Houston, you can't just assume they're just going to lay down and let you take it. Because the guys who were playing – they want to win, you know? <laughs> so um, we definitely got to take care of business. And, and I saw that we transferred Darian Seaburn over and we're all kind of like, what's going on here? But then we realized uh, the squad is over with. Yeah, G League's over with. So, um, but people are like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see him play and things like that. And it's like, well, if he plays, it's going to be garbage time because you got to understand this guy, he has played in five games for the Pelicans. And in those five games, it's been a total of 12 minutes over five games. It's only been garbage time, two minutes here and there for him. So our season's on the line. We're not just tossing Darian Seaburn into the lineup, especially it, when we just had Kyra on the bench and never playing him. Why would we be playing Seaburn? <laughs> so. if, if, if he checks into a game, either we better be up 50 points <laughs> or we're in serious trouble if he's yeah. checking into a game. Jackson Hayes is yep. getting DMPs right now. Yep. I get it. The bench is not kind of where I think we should be at right now. You got mm-hmm. some contributions from Josh Richardson the other night, but you're not really getting a lot out of some of the other guys that you thought. And again, you're missing Jose Alvarado, which is a key piece. But mm-hmm. you look at the rest of the schedule for the week in the month of March. Blazers tonight. They also played last night and uh, they gave it to Oklahoma City. So you're right. I mean, you can't just overlook this team. They competed hard against OKC and it took a fourth quarter kind of showing from OKC to get through that one. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Warriors on the back to back. So I think what's important about tonight, too, if you want to get greedy, is if you can take care of business and take care of business early and try to rest some guys in the fourth quarter, you get out to a good lead, nice cushion. That way you can save some of their legs in favor of tomorrow's huge game against Golden State, which is nationally televised on TNT. And then uh, on Thursday, same 
two straight uh, on TNT. You mm-hmm. take on the Denver Nuggets <laughs> to end the road trip, and then you come home for April, the final five games of April, and this is where it gets interesting. Those Clippers that we talked about, mm-hmm. the Sacramento Kings that can clinch a playoff spot for the first time in a gazillion years tonight against Minnesota, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies, the New York Knicks, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So all five of those games are against teams that either are going to be competing for seeding, mm-hmm. competing for a playoff spot. Either way, uh, boy, we talk about the schedule right now. It is brutal for the Pelicans. So nights like this are, you want to talk about must win, mm-hmm. get the job done tonight. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The schedule slash um, script, as a lot of people have been calling script, it lately. Because yeah. we're tied one and one with Minnesota, and then we got to go into Minnesota on the very last game of the season, which could be, it's, it's going to be, you know, the tie is going to be broken. Somebody's got to lose, right? Um, and then that could also be the difference between us having home court in the play in or them having home court or whatever have you. So, um, and also speaking of the script scripting, uh, it's really funny that Dennis Smith jr. Is kind of the guy who was putting the, the, the nail in the coffin. That's not how it always works. (laughs) Just Patrick Beverly doing it against the Lakers. Oh man. What a nice, what a nice little floater he had there right over LeBron. And then he hits LeBron with the two small. He even yeah. slapped the court a couple of times. I was like, Pat Bev, come on, man. You're you're going crazy. You but for this be, particular instance, I love it. You can't be giving the two small to the king. I'm sorry. But hey. especially when you're barely even six foot, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> uh I mean, love the love the trash talking. I mean, again, that's what I love about this league right now is you're seeing guys and, and teams get into it, which is mm-hmm. what we want um and the drama surrounding and that's what's so great about the play-in because you're adding so many more elements to scoreboard watching at this time if there was no play-in like a race for seventh or eighth or like whether you jump the seventh or eighth doesn't really matter teams will rest their guys the end of the year if they've already clinched a playoff berth really don't care Mm -hmm. if they get seven or eight unless they're really worried about the one seat or the two seat but now you have to worry about trying to get the six if you get seventh you get home court for that one playing game and just one win and you're in. Mm-hmm. If you're eighth, you stay in that seven, eight. And if you lose, you still get to play another game for the play in. And then right. of course, if you're ninth, you want to be the home team in that nine, 10 so that you can win for a shot at again, playing uh, for a chance at the play. And you don't want to be 10 mm-hmm. because um, you'd be on the road both times, but also um, that's the magic thing to get in to at least the play in part. So that's yeah. what you, we love about the play in. And again, momentum is a big thing. And we saw it last year with the Pelicans. They're getting hot at the right time. They win the two play-in games. They take the Phoenix Suns to six games. You just never know. You have two teams, like, think of the Mavericks right now. Everyone's like, oh, God, they might not make it. But even if they do, I feel like their luck is running out as far as their momentum. They're 3-8 and eight when Kyrie and Luka play together. But if you look at this Pelicans team, ignore the 10-game losing streak before. Ignore the mm-hmm. injuries right now. You're clicking on all cylinders at the right time. And that's really all that's important when it comes to late March and early April. Because if you're clicking mm-hmm. at the right time, who knows what could happen come to play in or the playoffs. Look, you might be, come April 9th, you might be sitting in a spot where you're not even playing the play in. Think about how far <laughs> they've come in just a span of the last couple of weeks or so. For real. It was looking real, real dark and grim. And, and it got to a point where, we might have not even been should have been having a conversation about the playoffs. Like we could have just stuck to just talking about maybe making the play in. So it's crazy that, um, 
you know, the standings being that tight has really helped us out because we could be uh, pretty down and out at this point of the season. So um, kudos to them for finding their way and stringing a couple wins together. Still kind of upset about that Houston loss and that beatdown we got from the Lakers because, I mean, right now you could be on a six-game streak. And so, yeah. like you said, we're getting greedy. <laughs> it's like the four is good, but it could have been six, you know? Our so. tune has certainly changed here in the last <laughs> week, but that's okay. That's why we get to do what we do, and there's no consequences, right? Yeah. We get to do whatever we want here. But, yeah, it so it, it should be a, a fun week. I know it's all on the West Coast, and I know they're all late games, um, mm-hmm. but certainly three very important games for the Pelicans. And, and it's just it's fun now. I yeah. mean, when you're, when you're doing the scoreboard watching and – following Jim Ike and offers tweets and him helping you out of like, I don't know who to root for. You know, I asked yeah. him last night, who you rooting for golden state or Minnesota. He said, probably golden state. And of course, Minnesota then ends up winning, but that's okay. Yeah. You face both of them here in the last uh, eight games or so. So um, it's just fun. Like that's what yeah. it's all about right now is just this team is keeping your playoff hopes alive, keeping the city kind of having that momentum that they had last year. You have the vibes right now of last year, which is for sure all you can ask for this time of the season. It's really going to help out too to have the support of uh, the fans behind them. Now we've gotten because earlier in the season it was like playoff atmosphere in there at all times. So now I can expect when they come back home after this road trip, it's going to be crazy in there. As long as they are, you know, as long as they don't put up three goose eggs <laughs> from this point forward on the road trip. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty wild here on, from here on out. And look, you know, we talk about how greedy, but we also, I think we need to be realistic, or at least I'm going to be realistic about what to expect on this road trip. You got the one, got to get tonight. If you go home two and two, I think you're okay as far as at least staying at 500. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you get tonight, then you have the opportunity of potentially splitting Tuesday or Thursday. And obviously Tuesday being a back-to-back could be really tough. But then you can end up three and one on the road trip, which is definitely more than any of us could have expected before you head home for four straight games. So yeah, you are playing four tough teams to start April, mm-hmm. but you are also at home for all those games, except the last game against Minnesota, which again, could be really interesting. Um, do you remember the last time these two teams played the last game of the season and Kendrick Perkins almost knocked down a three pointer. You remember oh, that? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> it seems like these two teams end the season because there was, I think another time that the Pelicans were already out in the last game of the season. I think they allowed like 150 points to Minnesota oh, in a game, maybe just because I had to work every game that it, was, it still stays <laughs> in my memory. They're like, Oh my gosh. I mean, when I was things. there out of my 11 seasons every year, I felt like I had a countdown on my whiteboard, like how many games we have left. Yeah. You're not doing that now. You're, you're counting down how many games until you get into the playoffs, which is yeah very exciting for the Pelicans. And again, couldn't have asked for a better start. It's only been one. It felt like the Pelicans played three games over the weekend based on how much they moved up in the standings. It's there's so many games that I've been keeping track of. And, you know, I'm, I'm off schedule. My sleep schedule's off because I'm, I'm watching all these late tip offs and I'm staying up to see the end of these games. And, you know, I could very easily just go to sleep and wake up the next morning and see the score. But I'm like, no, I'm really invested in this. I need to see what happens. But um, before before we go, I wanted to go back and talk about that Clippers game and how um Kawhi Leonard was in uh, Herb Jones State Penitentiary. Yeah. He. <laughs> Alcatraz. He yeah. <laughs> Herb Catraz. Herb Catraz. <laughs> That's an idea. Yeah. Uh, I need to figure something out with that before we post this episode. But no, um, he did a really good job on him. And, you know, Herb got hit in the face. He had like an eye contusion or something. And I'm like, here we go. I was like, he's either concussed or contused. Like, this is not going to end up well. But he went back out there. He had a little bit of a, a black eye and. 
he still did the best he could on Kawhi. And um, I think Kawhi ended up getting hit in the face at some point in the game too. So um, I don't know. Best case scenario, he was able to hold him to not getting 40 points on us. So shout out to him for that. I mean, that's what you, you need out of Herb. Again, I think the mm -hmm. offense will come, can come. And I know some people think, oh, Herb's a liability on that side. Um, but he has his moments on offense, but you, I mean, you're, you're starting him for his defense and you're starting him for those situations like that, where especially mm -hmm. when the Clippers don't have Paul George, your sole focus is containing Kawhi Leonard and Herb Jones certainly did that. Um, so yeah, I appreciate uh, you bringing that up because I think everyone wants to look at the stats and go and Herb went, I forget what it was like two for five the other night against yeah. the Clippers. And oh my goodness, you know, how can he do that? Let's see what he did. He had. As far as his points, I know he was in single digits, mm -hmm. four points, six rebounds, two assists, two of two from the field in 23 yeah. minutes. But if you look at the box score, not really paying attention, you're like, Herb Jones didn't have a good night. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Because Kawhi Leonard had 12 points, four of 16 from the field, 0 for six from three. Mm -hmm. And so their leading scorer of the night, our old boy Eric Gordon, 15 oh. points. Yeah, still, we're still booing him. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, 14 points. Zubots, 13 points. Batum, 13. Actually, I'm sorry. Bones Highland was your leading scorer off the bench with 18. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was doing some... He he had people in the Yacht Club like, who is that? I was like, it's Bones Highland. They were like, that's Bones Highland. I'm like, yeah, you didn't remember. He got traded. I couldn't believe that Denver even wanted to get rid of him. I still think think that that was weird. But Something had what? to be going down in order yeah. just to throw a keep rotation piece like that. I mean, just giving yeah. him away to L.A. didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I completely agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. But that's another story for another day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just great defense by Herb. Got to keep it up uh, tonight. But, I mean, you got the Golden State Warriors again Tuesday. Um, but can't forget about tonight. Because if you lose this one, then it's like, oh, boy, mm -hmm. here we go. Can't lose against the teams that are <sighs> actively trying to tank. Right. So um, there was something I wanted to bring up before we left here. Um, as far as just kind of this week ahead, what's kind of the what? what's the key piece? Like, what is it going to take for this team? For you mm -hmm. think in order to get kind of take care of business tonight, but even maybe steal one of these games between Golden State and Denver. Uh, we got to keep moving the ball. Yeah. Um. You know, back to the Trey Murphy, no dribbles thing. There's no, we don't, we don't need a whole lot of um, dribble, dribble, hezzy, tween, tween. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need, we don't need a lot of that going on. Um, and, and B.I., his assists have shot up over these last three or so games. I think in three games, he's got um, a total of 30 assists. So uh, just keep moving the ball. And guys got to keep knocking down shots so that he can be counted for those assists. So um, he's got to play team ball. Um and hopefully, you know, Portland lays down. But if they don't, go out there and take care of business. And you might you might be able to still win in Golden State. Um, or maybe not, just based on how, the way that they lost this last game. But you might be able to still win uh, in Ball Arena in Denver. So um, anything's possible, in the words of uh, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> and um, so far in this set of 10 games, games 71 through 74, we're 4-0. So we have a real opportunity to finally finish a set of 10 games at 500 or better for the first time since the first 40 games of the season. So trending in the right direction, I, I would hope. I, I'll decide after tonight. Okay. This <laughs> is I a think bit, we're trending. This is a little bit of an inside joke, but over under how many times you're going to text me about insulting little kids singing the national anthem this week. Because right now you're at one. I get a text from Rel before Hawks Grizzlies just completely 
destroying these little kids and singing a national anthem. Whatever. It was one text. It was like one sentence. What did I say? Hang on. I'm getting this text message. <laughs> this is defamation. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay putting you on blast for this. Come I on. said, these kids singing the national anthem in Atlanta sound awful. Heartbreak emoji, laughing emoji. Yeah, That's they it. sound awful. They're kids. They sounded bad. I've heard kids sound better than that, man. Come on. <laughs> Have you listened to the kids in the Smoothie King Center before the national anthem? I have, and they haven't sounded that bad. I don't know what it was. Somebody's mic should have been turned off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you mean all of them? <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I want now full breakdowns before every game of national anthems. Um, I'll we used a, to have those. We used to have too. those in the radio studio. We used to break them down before we kind of knew how long they were going to be, how short they were going to be. Yeah. Who dragged them out? Who kind of sang quickly? Look, we were all about quick. To the point, but also, you know, don't butcher it. So yeah. um, apparently, we have standards here at Pels and Whistles <laughs> as far as national anthem. So we'll see if Bet Online becomes has a prop about Rel's national anthem text to me this week. So <laughs> I'll let you know if we get some on Wednesday from her um, regarding this game. So Pels and Blazers tonight, nine o'clock, I believe it is. Rel, if nine I'm central. Yeah. nine central. And then a back-to-back for the Pelicans. They'll take on the Golden State Warriors Tuesday at 9. That one's nationally televised on TNT. Thursday, 9 o'clock as well, Central, against the Denver Nuggets on TNT. We'll be back on Wednesday. Gives us an opportunity to recap Pels Blazers, Pels Warriors, and who knows where the Pels might be in the standings. Hopefully, it's still in 7th, maybe 6th. Who knows? Let's get greedy. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, a fun time right now. For your Pelicans and Rel, this was certainly fun recapping a fun win over the Clippers. And uh, let's do it again on Wednesday. Be back soon. All right. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, tell our bosses how much you enjoy listening to this show. And until Wednesday for Rel, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network.